am Dr. Catalina. I'm a pediatrician and I'm talking to you from Round Rock, Texas, Austin area. Um, I'm here with my two friends, like always, we're going to give you advice about how to enjoy the summer, few advice, uh, health advice and eating also advice. Uh, we can still enjoy a little road trip, we can still go to the beach if we keep the safety measures, wearing our masks, um, keeping distance from others. I think even during this coronavirus season, we can still do a couple of things. Don't you think, uh, girls, that we can still yes. enjoy the summer? Yes, of course, Marta. Enjoy the summer always. I'm a very sun person. I love summer, even if it is too hot, like it's here in Texas, uh, but I really love it. So I'm fair, Candil, uh, from Paella Tapas Amor. I'm a chef and a mother of five here in Round Rock, Texas too. And yes, we are gonna keep talking about uh, summer, uh, some advice about uh, sunscreen and rascals and um, many other precautions we have to take during the summer, especially if we have babies or toddlers. And we have here an, an expert and a mom who is giving us the experience every week <laughs> about her three kids. So hi, Veronica, how are you today? I'm good, thank you, Fer. Hi, Marta. I'm Vero, I'm mom to three kids. And well, I'm here to speak about all these interesting topics with Marta and Fer. And Marta is like a, this huge asset for this because she is the expert in all the topics. And we're so lucky to have you, Marta. Marta, um, my questions today are going to be mainly about sunscreen. Um, now that clean cosmetics are such a, well, are, are becoming such a big thing be between like um, young moms, um, what are the recommendations that you normally give to families that go to your office? Um, should we use mineral sunscreen on our babies or is it okay if we? use other chemical sunscreens? Well, um, hello everybody. That's a very good question. And uh, yes, don't forget the sunscreen. Um, over the years, we had always two kinds of sunscreens. One were the uh, mineral, um, more natural, if you, if you want the mineral kind, which is the zinc oxide and the titanium oxide. And then we had others, other chemicals that block also uh, the sun from, uh, from the, from the skin, and for many years they've been used without anybody looking into. Okay, are they toxic? Are they safe? Do they do anything other than blocking the sun? And I think uh, all these questions uh, got to the um, FDA that never wanted to get involved, and finally, um, the uh, federal agency for drugs started to get into it and uh, determined in preliminary studies that the chemical ones, especially the oxybenzone and the octinoxal, there are a list of eight or ten different chemicals, but I'm not going to name them all here to you, but what they determine is that yes, they can get absorbed and yes, they can produce uh, effects, negative effects in your body, especially at the hormonal level like problems, uh, alterations in breast development, growth, uh, sperm production, fertility. Um, but those were preliminary studies. Um, so the FDA um, has been um, encouraging the manufacturer of these sunscreens to do their own research. Uh, they say, hey, 
go and do your studies, tell us, are these products, these chemicals safe? Do they get absorbed? How much, what effects um, do they have? How, how long do they last? But that never happened. Years went by and the FDA had to finally do their own studies. And what they came is to confirm the uh, results that they had initially, that yes, they do get absorbed if the particles are smaller than 0.5 nanograms per milliliter, um, they do remain there for a while. The study, of course, some criticize it saying, well, you know, these people, the subjects of the study, they had to reapply every two hours, four days, and they have to apply over 75% of the body. But that's what the manufacturer tells you to do. And so um, I think is is valid. What they, they saw is yes, indeed, um, impact in growth, uh, hormonal levels, sperm function, and uh, of course we also know that these chemicals are responsible for the effect in the coral in, in animals, in sea uh, um, um, animals, right? Um, responsible for the lack of color of coral that now is all gray everywhere. And so um, they um, now promoted, or the FDA recommended, even the AP recommends to use, especially in children, just the other type of um, mineral barriers, which is the zinc oxide and the titanium oxide. But when they try to put it in cosmetics, in makeup, in products they use in your face, it's very thick, it's difficult to spread, you leave areas that are not covered, and then it gives kind of like a whitish color to your skin that is not very attractive when, when you put it in makeup. And so to uh, fix these, they broke these products into smaller parts and they created, they really promoted a lot, these nanoparticles or, or sunscreens with nanoparticles. Well, and then the question is, wasn't the nanoparticle that, gave us problems the first time because they do get absorbed and do the mineral ones get absorbed too um, we still don't have the complete answer to that we think that, that yes once you break it into smaller smaller parts then it can get absorbed through the skin we don't know what the long-term effect and for how long we think uh, zinc oxide can give you just the same effect that if you take a zinc supplement which many people take because of um, to boost the immune system or because they have skin conditions. We don't know what the titanium oxide will, will produce. So um, I will just with kids go back to the common sense. We go back to keeping them in the shade, uh, keeping the small babies at home, using clothing, avoid sun exposure between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. and just use the mineral, the old-fashioned, just the, the regular uh, sunscreens with uh, zinc oxide and titanium oxide. That would be my, my advice. What we see from our end, pediatricians, we see a lot of um, skin irritation caused by sunscreens, just especially in people with sensitive skin. So a lot of rashes, a lot of flare-ups of eczema. Um, and in that case, you really have to find what works for your type of skin and then don't move from there. Use always the same product. People with sensitive skin, women with sensitive skin, we know that when it comes to makeups or, uh, you know, once you use one that you know that brand and that particular type works for you, stay with that one. Um, we have to apply the same to the sunscreens um, with kids with sensitive skin. And do you think there is a difference, Marta, between the spray sunscreen than the cream? Because I really love 
Uh, it's so easy to apply the spray, especially with kids, but I always uh, use uh, cream because I thought the cream, I feel more covered, especially when it's um, to cover my kids. So I, I always use cream, but it's not, I'm not sure if it is okay or it's more recommended than the spray. Well, it's, it's a great idea and you, you, have, you don't have to touch the skin, you just spray it. And now this information I'm gonna give you, I contrast it just with my coworkers, basically. What we have seen is a lot of sunburns with people using the spray type. And I don't know if it's because you leave areas uncovered, but I'm talking about big, big burns. Wow. Or if it's a matter of maybe the propellant you know, my understanding is that in order to make it very fine, like a hairspray fine, uh, you have to put some alcohol, some type of alcohol there. Um, and maybe that burns the skin at the end. I don't know what it is and I cannot tell you any scientific uh, reasoning for that. But this is what I have observed over the last couple of years. And I tell my patients to stay away from the sprays because they seem to be a problem. Wow, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, um, Marta, um, for example, in my case, um, I, I'm kind of a big fan of, um, of rash guards. Um, it's something that in Spain at the beginning, when they began to be used, people were like, oh my God, look at that child. He's covered from head to toe. But I think they are so useful because you apply sunscreen when you get there or half an hour earlier in the house, and then you kind of feel more relaxed because they are way more protected. So it's something I use in my kids and I'm not sure how you doctors feel about people using um, those, those alternatives to sunscreen or those additional measures to sunscreen. Yes, I think it's a, it's a great idea. And they started a few years ago, this Standex nylon to wear um, underneath surfers, you know, underneath their um, suit or divers uh, to avoid friction uh, areas where the equipment or, or the suit itself was touching the skin. Um, and then in some areas they started using it alone without the big surfing suit just because they saw that it's lighter and it's not as hot in, in, in very warm areas. And, and so yes, it protects the skin, it blocks the sun. Some of them claim to have SPF of 50 and above. And I think it's a it's a clear barrier, um, like clothing. So it's a piece of clothing, basically. One that proves that to block the sun. So I think it's a great idea. Now they make uh, swimming suits for babies, for children, for, you know, for all ages of that material. And I think it's a, like for your kids, Veronica, your, uh, the kids your age, that you're not gonna keep them in the shade for more than a couple of minutes. And so if you, wanna, <laughs> if you want them to have fun, you have to, have fun too, you may want to use, yes, a little sunscreen in exposed areas and use one of these suits too. And I think even the rasgars are not very friendly with the jellyfish or the jellyfish don't like it because it's avoid the bites from the jellyfish and other um, mosquitoes or something, no Marta? So it's healthy. Right. Yes. Yes. 
it does it does depending on how thick or thin they are but but yeah uh, sometimes most of the lesions that we have on the jellyfish is just brushing you know the, the jellyfish goes by you and just that touching of the tentacles alone produces a big rash so if you have that part of the body covered it may be a, a big help uh, with mosquitoes uh, the same thing so yes i think it's a good, a good idea all around to use these these items these pieces of clothing wow uh, marta uh, i have i have like in kids the age of mine um, there's something around going on that is way more visible in the summer um, I'm speaking about molluscum contagiosum. Um, I don't feel like when I was younger, this was such a popular disease, but now I see it everywhere and my kids suffered it last year. Um, if you could please like explain us a little bit how it's passed from one person to another, where, which are the most likely places to get it, and also how the disease works because i feel like sometimes when kids go through things that are very visible there's like like an adverse reaction from other people and maybe if you explain to us how molluscum works um you bring awareness to families some people won't be like so weirded by kids who have like the little warts or or well, or things like that that appear with molluscum. Right. So yeah, very, very common in kids, one to age one to 10. That's when it tends to affect the most. And um, very prevalent, it produces these um, raised lesions with a little dimple in the middle. They are fresh, a fresh color, flesh color. Um, they don't give you any symptoms. The itching comes from the fact that this virus loves people with sensitive skin, with atopic dermatitis, eczema, you know, the type of people that we were talking about before, that they, you have to find the right cream, the right soap, and then stick with it because they react to everything else. That's the type of skin that this uh, molluscum virus loves. Now people are more and more familiar with it. They are getting more comfortable. Uh, so you take your child to the swimming pool and or to the beach and has these lesions and these mothers are looking at you like, okay, why, what are you bringing? in here is it contagious what is it and more and more now when you say oh it's molluscum they relax because there's more information out there about it and people know because they learn it or because they went through it that it's not a big deal to me the best way to deal with it is just leave it alone it goes away in between 6 to 12 months although we have cases where they stay there for a lot longer but uh, average is, is that just a few months to a year um, and um, the good way to preventing it is keep your skin healthy. If you have atopic dermatitis, if you have eczema, try to avoid flare-ups. If you know what makes it flare up, every time you use this perfume or this cream or this sunscreen or whatever chemical, avoid it. Uh, if you have a preference lotion that you put on the skin and makes you feel better, makes your skin moist and feel better, apply it twice a day. Keep your skin healthy. The virus doesn't like that. So the name of molluscum contagiosum is a little bit of misleading because it, yes, it is contagious and you get it from another person. You get it from touching or from towels or from showers, um, bathrooms, swimming pools. But if the virus doesn't like you, it won't stay. You can be touching the molluscum lesions all you want. 
but if you don't have that right type of skin, the, the virus won't stay with you. And so that part of contagiosity makes people believe that, oh, the moment you look at it, you're going to get it. And, and it's, not, it's not that easy. So it's um, a selective it, virus. <laughs> yes, it is a very It's so unfair. Virus. It's so unfair that the virus chooses people like me as if it wasn't enough to have eczema and dermatitis. This virus likes me. It's like, exactly. What? Oh yeah, it's like you know scabies and parasites and people with uh, that type of skin attracts this kind of. Um, That's yes, and uh, yeah, the, the treatment is is um, well. My recommendation would be to leave it alone. But if you choose to use like cryotherapy, cantaridine, uh, uh, any topical retinoids, uh, freezing. Um, there's a lot of laser, lots of aggressive treatments that uh, the purpose is to just go lesion by lesion and kind of taking them out. Uh, what you leave there in many cases is an open skin where now you had an intact, you started out with an intact skin and now you have an open M34 bacteria. And I want to remember this case years ago, this mother who was tired of giving explanations of what this was and uh, decided to go to the dermatologist and demanded, okay, I want this out. So they, it was, I don't know what kind of treatment, but I think it was freezing. And then the child ended up uh, touching those open wounds and ended up with a big staph infection. And especially oh. now during coronavirus, we, we want to keep our defenses intact. And the skin is a big barrier. It's a good barrier that protects us. So leave it healthy. Keep it intact. So leave it alone. Moluscum. Just leave it alone. So would you say that mostly the families that go with the aggressive treatments are the ones whose kids have the lesions like in very exposed areas like the face or the neck or like yes. places where the kid may feel uncomfortable with like places that are very visible. Are these the patients that go for the aggressive treatments? Probably, so the number of lesions, how visible they are, what kind of comments they got from others, that's all a big deal. Um, now, luckily, more and more people are aware we don't have that big stigma of the molluscum anymore because people know what it is. But uh, yeah, especially they don't, the lesions, the virus by itself doesn't leave um, any scars. But if you start using, especially in the face, you start using very aggressive treatments, then you, you risk a scar. And some people form keloids. Remember, some people, when they heal, they heal with a little bump of the skirt and the benefit of, um, of treating it. But yeah, you have all kinds of reasons for people to just demand to get it out. There is a special areas where the molluscum uh, start on the kids on the body, or is just appear in the arms or in the legs. It's just curiosity, Marta. Yeah, just in the trunk mainly, but it can be in any part of the body, mainly in the trunk, and also areas of friction um, attracts the virus. That's the reason why areas of eczema and areas of um, atopic dermatitis, because they are also stressed out areas of the skin. Um, so the, the uh, damage that the child may do to it after you get molluscum on top of your eczema flare-up, then you start scratching. 
and then you are gonna break the little bubbles and then is when the infection may come and so the skin healthy keep the skin intact Uh, don't break the skin try to put moisturizers that your skin likes a couple of times a day, three times a day, I mean, as often as you need to, in order to keep the skin um, healthy and keep the kids from scratching the lesions. Thank you, Marta, because I mean, it's, it can get really long. Um, like my personal experience, at least, it has been pretty long, almost a year until all the lesions just went away. Um, Fair. I love that last week Marta gave us so good ideas about what we should carry in our bag to the beach. So, well, I was thinking that maybe today you could give us some ideas about what to put in our bag when we have like a road trip or a picnic or things like that, like easy things that we can combine that um, we can eat anytime, nutritious for our kids. Um, well. I'm glad you're asking, yes, because I love the idea too, like Marta gave us the kit uh, for medicines or just um, some remedies uh, for the bites and allergies at the beach or for when you have a trouble with the kids. And yes, I was thinking um, this has to be a bag with uh, many healthy snacks or even food options for our kids because in this time of the COVID-19, I think it's not a good idea uh, to stop in any place or drive-through or fast food. And especially in my experience, when you stop it in any fast food place for eating, when you are in a road trip or in a long trip, usually the food is with more fat or not healthy fats. And uh, the digestion is um, slowly and sometimes provoke vomitis. Uh, vomiting for the kids or they start feeling like a um, a stomachache or heavy digestion you know so um yeah this is my uh proposal Uh, if can help anyone i will be so glad Uh, but i usually my experience when i prepare um, especially if it is a road trip in summer i like always to bring uh, different bags with different snacks like baby baby carrots. If you don't have baby carrots, you can use regular carrots, just peel it and wash very well and put in a thick block. And also um, cherries, the same, just wash and ready to eat. And tomato cherries is another option. And even apples, the smallest one. The big ones, you don't want to go fall to the floor on the car or something. So is best if they are smaller and um, even you can remove the seeds if you want if you do that uh, don't forget to add some drops of lemon juice uh, to be sure the the apples are not rusting during this long time on the root and i like um, in a tupperware uh, to prepare the night before some boiled potatoes and boiled eggs so I just peel the potatoes, cut in um, uh, thick slices, and peel the eggs. I don't cut the eggs, um, and just put in a Tupperware. And also, I always like to uh, bring some uh, jar with olives, and another jar with uh, tuna. Could be with water or in olive oil. 
I'm the olive oil person, so I always try to bring with olive oil. And uh, I prepared the, the recipe we talked last week about the chicken nuggets. It's perfect for that, for bring to a road trip. So you can bake in the oven the night before, or you can make some hamburgers, uh, simple ones. Uh, you don't have to be a fancy hamburger, just a simple hamburgers. Keep on the fridge overnight, and before you are leaving home, just put in the microwave a couple minutes to warm them and don't put in the cooler. Just leave in a bag in the car at room temperature and they are will be perfect the time you are gonna eat lunch. So it's, it's another option. And uh, of course, some buns for the hamburger. I prefer hamburger buns than a bread sandwich because I don't know why the bread sandwich always are in the bottom of the car and when you are gonna use, they lost their shape and they look ugly and the kids usually don't like it. Like, oh, I don't like it, it's smash or something like that. So uh, hamburger buns are more practical. And also a little bottle of vinaigrette. I like to prepare with olive oil, lemon juice or vinegar and salt. So if you don't like to use mayo or ketchup during the trip, like you can bring two, two bottles of that. Um, you just put a little drops of vinaigrette in uh, your van and just stuff with hamburger or whatever you like it. And uh, also um, cheese, I always like to have manchego cheese cut in squares or slices and charcuterie. I like uh, salami, chorizo, prosciutto, like dry cured charcuterie, better than uh, forest ham or something like that. I don't like to bring that during the road trip. It's more delicate, need more uh, low temperature, more cool. So I think it's much better if you use like prosciutto or uh, dry cured charcuterie. Also, don't forget to bring a plastic silverware, paper plates, napkins, lot of water bottles, and of course, your mask. It's COVID-19 times, so everyone has to bring on their back uh, the mask. Yes, in case, even if you are in a picnic area or in a race area, probably there are other families, other people. There are some like they are very quiet, very peaceful places, but others, depends on your route, is they are very crowded. So yes, take care and be safe. Keep the distance and everything. But I think with these options, you have protein, you have veggies, you have fruits, and probably your kids are more quiet and uh, eat, of course, much better during the trip than if you give them a lot of sugar or artificial sugar. Remember the sugar keep the kids very active. And it's not a good idea when they have to stay in the car five hours or four hours. So I think it's a great option and I hope everyone likes it. These are awesome ideas, especially the fact that, as you said, if we give too much sugar during a trip, we may go crazy. It's such a small space. We don't want our kids overexcited. We want yes. them like just to be peaceful and patient. Exactly. So thank you so much for those options. Thank, thank you, Mel. Thank you for thank asking, you, Marta. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yes, yeah, see you yes, next week. You Give us a like. Thank and you.
follow us. Bye. Bye bye. Bye girls. Bye. <laughs> Take care, stay safe.